is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising postgame show. A very tough loss tonight for Phoenix Rising here at Wild Horse Pass. 3-2 three, three to two was the final score. San Diego coming up up top. Uh, Owen, Edwin, uh, I don't even know where to start, honestly, because it, it looked like the momentum was shifting in Rising's favor, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, San Diego was able to get the third goal towards the end of the, the second half. So, quick reactions. How are we feeling? If you guys are in the comments right now, let us know how you're feeling. Uh, we want to talk to you guys as well, but Owen, uh, I'm going to chuck it up to you. What what's what happened tonight? Worst first half I've ever seen Rising play. Back in the second half, they did manage to fight back into it. It looked like they had a chance at getting a result, but honestly, at halftime, I think any reasonable onlooker at that point looks at it and thinks they're dead and buried, right? Halftime, 2-0 down. Did, did either of you guys expect them to score two in the second half after the way they played in that first? No, they didn't look like it at all. Edwin? No, I mean, I think Owen put it perfectly. I don't think I've seen a worse first half from Rising in a while, and it might be the worst one we've seen. It was just very disappointing. I mean, from the get-go, we saw a loyal team that saw the weaknesses that Rising had and attacked it early. I mean, in the first minute, they already came out and got a corner. I think it kind of, that was the forewarning of what we were going to expect in the game, and and that's why we saw ugly first half. I think credit to them to coming back in the second half, but Loyal got the three points and got the goal. Now, the question is, is it is this, a you know, back-to-back losses, is this something that Rick just is, isn't able to put out the right lineup? Is is it the players? Like, what are, we, what are we thinking now, especially after that first half? So, Rick, the first half, you know, when I was able to speak to Rick earlier. It's a real one. I'm actually up here in time <laughs> for the start, but that's kind of what happens sometimes when you have a, a loss of this nature. The boys, yeah. none of them were up for coming out, so we yeah. got Rick and it was done. Um, he took the blame for that first half. Uh, I asked him where it was going wrong, and he was very clear that it was they couldn't beat people individually. The wingers did nothing. Uh, when they were looking at defensively, the players, they weren't doing their roles. They weren't in positions they should have been. He said, that's on him. But look, just remember, the context to all of this is that Rising's come in off... They came into this game off of three poor halves of football. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as we like to dismiss that Monterey Bay one as it was okay at the yeah. time, you know, because mm-hmm. they've been so good in the first half. But the second half was poor. Vegas, two poor halves of football. This is the first time now that Rising has lost at Wathos Pass in a regular season match. It's the first time since the interim tag was removed on Rick Shantz mm-hmm. that they have lost two in a row. Uh, the last time they did that was to end the 2018 regular season. Dang. So, you know, long it's time. a long time. Yeah, a long time. It's a lot of games in there. And I think just overall, tonight, you know, it really wasn't good enough, was it? Yeah. And I think, you know, Edward and I talked about it in that Monterey Bay, uh, Monterey Bay game. That, yeah, we got the uh, rising at the four goals. But could we really judge that team on that first half? Now we had three other halves of football. Not the not the best look for Rising tonight. Uh, I wish I had some stats, but our, our uh, ESPN is letting us down over here. But uh, just disconnected, disjointed, not a lot of you know chemistry up top. And one of the points that I was going to make is like, look, how much longer do we give Marcus Epps? How much longer do we give Santi Moore? Hurst, I think he had a decent game, and I think he was the best out of the three up top. But how much longer do we kind of keep saying, hey, it's a new team, let's give him some time because this is the third game. Only three points heading into San Antonio next week. U.S. Open Cup midweek after that. It's it's going to get tougher. It's It doesn't get easier from here. No, because that table is going to start looking more like a hill very soon. Um, especially because, as you mentioned, San Antonio is the next game. San Antonio away from home. Oh, that's a tough game. That is a very tough game. 
San Antonio were going into the season favoured as the top team, actually, in terms of chance to, mm-hmm. to win the league by 538. Yeah. They are consistently ranked among the best. You've got to go away to them after a couple of poor results and turn it around. That's going to be tough. Look, I think that people like Santi Moa have earned the patience, at least. Um, and we've seen Santi getting it done last season. So... You you have to you have to give him that. This isn't some utterly new guy that's come in. I think it will be unfair to say run out of patience there. But the key thing is something has to change. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily the personnel. Maybe it's the way that they're, line, that they're lining up out there. We we did see the one change of course today. Mm-hmm. Um, two wingers flipped around. That didn't seem to work. Yeah. Um, you know, in that first half they were poor. What, what so, was the thinking behind that? Do you think because King and Santi have played more together that they were somehow going to be able to? flip the script when it came to the offense or was that the feeling with Rick? More the other two really in terms of um, Babu hasn't really been linking up well with Santi Moa. Mm-hmm. Um, that that has been a, an ongoing problem. We've mentioned it from, from the very first game of the season. Uh, it came up again in training this week. It, it's becoming a theme. And so I think the rationale behind that from yeah. what, I, what I'm hearing is that it was more about the chemistry that Babu Car has with uh, Marcus because off the field, those guys are inseparable, mm. right? They are really really close and therefore there was hope that that would work better of course yes santi and Danel have worked together but yeah. but it was more to help on the other side look it that the problem is is that we can sit here i guess and say specifically well that didn't work but arguably in the first half nothing worked yeah right yeah but for me right and i'm gonna say something that might be a hot take but i liked babu with uh, Marcus Epps more than I've liked Santi more yeah. with Babu. I think that worked more. Now, the issues for me in that first half is kind of what we saw all year long, was defensively there's been questions all year long. Mm-hmm. And and there's been issues, but they've shorted up a little bit, especially not Monterey, but goal with four goals. Yeah. This time, they they weren't able to short up. They got down early. It should have even been more because that they should have had a goal. I believe it was in the ninth-minute mark or – it was early yeah. on. There should have been a, a goal. Yeah, in the first really 20 minutes, yeah, they had like three, three really that close were chances. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it could have been easily worse. So I think defensively, there, there's a lot to be fixed. And I think that yeah. starts with not only, uh, you know, Farrell, but I also think King had a bad game in this one, too. Yeah, I don't think Farrell had no. the best of yeah, games no. either. Can I can I just draw our attention to the chat? Because I think that we have actually got our first... Uh, Rick Genuine, <laughs> not, not our first one of that from Pat Moses here, and I'm just going to read it. They look the same as they did the last quarter of last season. Poor defense with no imagination in attack. I'm tired of Rick saying he didn't have the team ready. Fix it or get out. We've hit that now. point already. Three games in. Three games in. Three games in. We're hitting hey, that I mean, point. okay, can you blame Pat, though? There's expectations here. There's, There's there expectations, expectations for this team. And the problem is, right, is that, when you are a coach like Rick, who has had so much success from here, you know, we, we can go down the whole route of the, what have you done for me lately? Is that fair? Is it fair yeah. that we judge people by that kind of a kind of a standard? But there's also an expectation that you continue with success. There's an expectation that you improve, especially when you haven't hit the pinnacle. You can't say, oh, well, we've won the cup. You know, of course, anything other than that would be downhill from here. They haven't done that. And so the question always is improvement. Look, I think that, do I think it would be rash to start calling for Rick out if they don't win the next game or don't get a point away to San Antonio? Yes, I think it still is a bit rash. We're four games in, well, three games now will be four games into Mm -hmm. the season. 
But I don't think that people are going to be looking comfortably at the league table if they see that there is four games played and they may well only have one win at that point. Yeah. This is Phoenix rising, right? As Rick said, that first half, Rick said this in the press conference afterwards, that first half was not Phoenix rising. Yeah. And that isn't the Phoenix Rising we've become accustomed to watching. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, more comments here. We have Racer Dog. He says defense needs improvement. Uh, it's early in the season. There's a lot of new faces. We need some jelly. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. How long do we give you know these new players? Marcus Epps. Again, I'm going to say it again. I've kind of let off the gas with him because I was focusing on Santi. I'm asking questions about Marcus Epps at this point now. Now. I haven't been impressed at all in these three games with him. So what's the what's the question with that? New face, Babu's a new face as well. So, you know, when when do we make the changes? Today, honestly, I, I was questioning some of the moves as well. Put Kalistri out right back. Uh Chaston came in in the second half. So just uh just to bring you in on that one okay. actually, let's talk on uh on Joey coming in yeah. at right back. The rationale for that that Rick said Babu was struggling a bit with his groin. Got it. Uh so that was bit more injury related uh they were looking at a way that you know they they've used joey in that right back role before so mm -hmm. it wasn't a complete shock for him um and it gave a little bit more to them in terms of you know attacking players elsewhere as well yeah dan as well tired looking legs at the start poor aerial performance too many lost duels uh ceo says i was uh i will say san diego needs a better medical staff with how often the players go down <laughs> let's talk about that you know let's transition to that the referee today, I thought was atrocious. Yeah, a lot of calls going towards San you know Diego. What? You know, I'm going to interrupt you here. I'm going to interrupt you, do, and do I'm going to say, say this flat out. Go ahead. I don't want to talk about the referees right now. The referees did not put in 45 minutes of atrocious play in the first half. Yeah. That is why Phoenix Rising lost. It's yeah. nothing to do with a guy with a whistle. Yeah. And talking about that only served to detract from the real reason here why Phoenix Rising lost this game. And that is that they were, quite frankly, outplayed. Well, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with there. That was my issue is that, yes, the refereeing was bad. Mm -hmm. And there's no question to do that. But how, how many excuses are we going to give for every loss? The last one is obviously terrible, terrible place to play in Las Vegas to all, yeah. all the shenanigans they pulled. But then now we're what's the next excuse we're gonna give? You know, yeah. so like what how much are we gonna give them leniency wise, you know? So obviously here we're all gonna we could easily blame the refs and say this it's on the refs and all that, but it clearly wasn't. There was questionable calls, but this is on on the rising boys and what they did in the game. And I mean this is the thing, how many of those were game changing calls? I know that you thought there was a foul on that third goal. Rick thought there was a foul on that third goal, right? Maybe we we talk about that, but yeah. Let's talk yeah. about the reality here, which is, I think, the, the foul you thought was that Musa was was being held in a central position. Obstruction, It's yeah. a foul, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he was being obstructed in terms of getting out there. But he wasn't ever getting to Guido. He wasn't ever blocking Guido. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit trifling. Let's be honest. It might be a foul. Yeah. Is it trifling? No, and it's, I think... It's hard. It, and it's hard because, you know, again, all of these things are just... There weren't enough players back for rising on that goal. Yeah, they were beaten no. by a fantastic strike. No, and, and that's what I mean. Now that I'm hearing you guys talking, yeah, you can talk about the refs, and of course that's a factor. But overall, it comes down to the players, the energy. That third goal was, uh, I think it was a loose ball in the middle of the field. King was so high up, he wasn't able to transition back, and it left Musa there by himself. So, well, what it came you... from? It came from a goal kick, didn't it? It yeah. bounced around a tiny bit in the midfield, and yeah. then they broke. Well, we saw a goal from a goal kick last week. You know. Yeah. I, it's hard because last week we, we knew what, you know, we were speaking about the excuses. We knew what the excuse was last week, right? The playing surface was atrocious. Mm -hmm. Some of the factors outside were unacceptable. 
Those excuses weren't here tonight. That pitch is a carpet. Yeah. Okay? If you are a title-winning team, you can play on that pitch. Yeah. Exactly. There's no excuses. And I hate that, yes, you know, this team had to deal with bad refereeing decisions. But it seemed like in that first half, they were looking to get bailed out by penalty shots. Mm. You know, there was two moments where it seemed like Rising was trying to get away and, you know, kind of bounce back. Yeah, Greg Hurst and King, yeah. And it seemed, for me, from where I was, it just seemed a little bit of an exaggeration to try to find that penalty. And I don't think that's the way that Rising are going to win these games and look good. You know, you can't be relying on referee decisions to bail you out of your bad play. You got to find a way to get into the game, get creative, and do stuff. And so th- that just can't be an excuse either. Yeah. Uh, Peyton uh, says Quinn was a ghost in the first half. Lambert didn't know where to go. Both of our fullbacks uh, are up in the final third, and that leaves our CBs constantly in a foot race. And I think that's pretty spot on. Uh, Musa, first game back, he was able to get us uh, a goal. But how did you feel about his performance in this first start? Well, I think it is a serious point there in that the way that, and this is by design, to be clear here, right? The the Rick Shan's philosophy on this is that those fullbacks are very attack-minded, yeah. okay? That's what we expect. Not only that, but as I wrote in midweek about how, you know, the expectation is that on the transition, they're going to be aggressive. And by that, I mean, they're going to push up. They're going to be trying to win the ball back high up the pitch. Yeah. But the one that leaves, you know, is that those centre-backs with all due respect, right, they're not the quickest, okay? Yeah. And when when you're up against people who are speedy, it's, a, it's tough, right? We saw Aaron it last Conway week against quick. Vegas, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, it, it's So it's have you th- do you think of opponents have figured out Phoenix Rising when it comes to that? Knowing that their center backs are not the quickest, Babu and King are going to push up, so if they lose the ball and Quinn and Lambert aren't there to fill out those gaps... They're able to just get with them, uh, get past the center backs with pacey wingers. Well, it's not the first time we've seen that. We've been seeing that for years. Yeah. Right? A lot of teams have learned that the the way to succeed against Rising is to try and nullify the attack. If you can nullify the attack, mm-hmm. the aggressive nature of Rising will open up opportunities on the counterattack. We all know that. The problem is, is that Rising, with the exception of that first game against Monterey Bay, have not been getting those early goals. And so... Then you're seeing the opportunity for the other team to come in. They get their goal, or they get two. And then, you know, they're in the driving seat at that point. And yeah. it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, especially if they've struggled to get the goals before that. It's hard. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's hard, as you mentioned, to get that goal and, and create that lead. For me, where Rising is also falling is in the transitional defense. It's been a weakness we've seen for years, where they they get caught out in bad positioning. And, you know, the first goal, I shocked it up to a good finish, you know. But also, they, they live them a, a, a pocket of space that kind of gave them that shot. And I think it's something that we're seeing in this defense is that they're being physically matched. Mm-hmm. Positioning's not great at times. And they get caught out, as you mentioned, when they move too forward. And teams are teams are going to expose that weakness. You know, teams are going to see that. Yeah. They saw that from the Las Vegas got, uh, Lights game. What Danny Trejo did, mm-hmm. they're going to see that and say, this is how we can break this team down. Yeah. And this is what we've seen over the, uh, over these games. Yeah, that first goal reminded me of uh, the goal with uh, for Casada against uh, with Lights, where Trejo was just able to go through the middle of the field. There were four rising players around him, and he was just looking for a lane, and he found Casada for the goal. In the first goal, you saw King and Farrell maybe not communicating as clearly as they should have, and uh, Conway was able to just maneuver and get that shot. And then I think even King was a little bit in the field of view of uh, Ben Lunt. So maybe he wasn't able to react as well. So 
just just tough stuff right there. The second goal, uh, Farrell had a bad pass. Santi wasn't able to get to it. And again, they're left exposed on those one-on-ones and they were able to capitalize. So, I, I mean, I got to give credit to San Diego. They made they, they finished the, the goals that they needed to and something that's all it comes down to. And look, at the end of the day, we want to talk about credit to San Diego. This is a team that came here off a midweek game and was at times outrunning. Okay, seriously now. You, you've come in off a midweek game and you outrun a team that's had the week off? Yeah. Oh, the midweek, you know, spell off. Yeah, even no. Corey here on the chat, really good comment, says, uh, we just need to start the match like we're down two goals. Yeah, so that's <laughs> it's something that came up with Rick okay. um, in the press conference, which was that he saw the fight from the boys in the second half. That's probably the only positive to take out of it. The problem is, is that they, they, get, they show that when they come in backs to the wall, they, they can get it done. But it's too little too late. And, I, you know, it, I'm going to say this more broadly. Last week, I came out of that game saying my positive was I saw the passion after that game. I saw the frustration. I saw how much it meant to the boys emotionally. Yeah. In midweek, that was only cemented when people like, like Babu were saying, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know the rage we carry in our hearts, you know. We, we know we're going to win. That hurt our pride last week. Yeah. We're going to get it done some way, somehow. Yeah. And then to see that 45 minutes after, you know, today, the half, yeah. that started the game off, it felt as though none of that. They'd learned no lessons from it. Yeah, Babu said it's not going to happen again. Yeah. And what happens? We see 45 minutes of it, the exact same, like, you know, those boys should have come in motivated from... From what happened, they should have come in here from the way and they the know. They know every they... team that steps in here or every team they face away from home, they want to, to beat them. And Babu mentioned that, that as well. That Rising has the reputation where every game is basically a playoff or a final because these guys, the Rising have been good for so long that the league just says, you know what, we're not we're not going to let you come here and, win- and beat us. And that's the mentality that Rising needs to have every game from now on. So um, if you really think about it, those 10 minutes in the second half where Musa scored, Say he has scored. That was the best spell of maybe their past two games, if you ask me. It's the... We've had a 10-minute spell in the midst of 180 minutes of underperformance. Yeah. Or following on from 180 minutes of underperformance. Um, I I mean, you've got to take the positives. I mean, Sejas' goal was a fantastic goal. Mm -hmm. Beautiful goal. Yeah. But, again, we're talking about, what, 10, 15 minutes in the context of two and a half games. Yeah. And I think you saw the crowd, too, you know, being up here in the press box. You saw the energy because they were kind of, like, a little bit low. You know, of course, you always have the bandidos cheering. But the rest of the crowd, they were waiting for something to happen. And after that first goal, that's when they kind of woke up. Yeah, it brought them into it. And I think the players felt that as well. And then they got the second one. And then, unfortunately, less than five minutes later... San Diego was get, able to get the third, and I think that's just kind of just shut the door on it, that. It killed it. It yeah. killed it. All the momentum was with Rising at that point, really. You know, they'd been all the the, you know, the two goals, set the crowd off, that incident where there was the one yellow card for the foul, mm-hmm. and then Guido's chasing the ref, and he gets the yellow card for descent, and then the referee goes over to the bench, and he, he cards one of the people on the bench for San yeah. Diego. You know, you have three yellow cards for San Diego in the space of 30 seconds. You've yeah. got Joey Farrell here just whipping up the crowd, waving his arms up and down, trying to get them going. And they are. They're going. And then that goal goes in at the other end, and it's just deflating. No, definitely not. Not, not great at all. 
Uh, any other positives that, you know, that we might get from tonight when it comes to the performance on the field? Because you have Saijas, you have Musa scoring his first goal. Anything else, Owen, that you can think yeah, I, of? <laughs> I think we'll give Owen a little time to think about it. So I, I'm just Edwin. staring into the distance at this point. I'm yeah. trying to think of something positive. <laughs> I, I'll start it let's off. Let's go. Let's uh, go, Edwin. One positive. James was in his first start, got one goal. Hey, I mean, at least at least he came out of, of the bat, you know, look, looking for the response. You know, he yeah. needs to be fired up. And so, I mean, that's why we bestowed upon him the DraftKings king of the game. So, mm -hmm. first, you know, we got we to gotta look at the positives. So shout out to James Musa to getting the DraftKings team the game as Owen is still looking very pissed off over here. But uh, I mean, apart from that, at least they look lively, more lively in the second half. I mean, that's, I think, my main thing, because I thought this whole 90 minutes was just a scrap. Yeah, I thought this was going to be just an overall ugly 90 minutes. The, the fans can be more pissed off and all that. They showed some response. They showed a little bit of the rising that they rely on too much is that that. They go down and they, they come back in the game. The the issue is they need to stop relying on that. We need to see a full 90 minutes from Rising. Yeah. But at least they had that in this game. You think the, that first half from Monterey just made this team really comfortable? Getting those four goals and then from there they're like, you know what, we can do this I, every game. You know what, I don't think so. No? I think in that game, yes. I think absolutely in that game it did. But I think that it's a bit of a stretch to to try and put that on to the next two games. Mm -hmm. I think... May they, might they have gone into Vegas complacent? Yes, but I don't think it's because of the start of the Monterey game. Yeah. I think it's because they were playing a team that everyone expected to be, quite frankly, poor. Um, besides that, today, do I think that the Monterey-based stuff? No, I, I genuinely don't. No. Um, I, I just think that it was an all-around poor performance. Yeah, yeah, not, not a great. Uh, looking forward, San Antonio next week. Uh, we saw Repetto come in during the last 10 minutes. I know probably it was just trying to chuck something at the wall and see if it's stuck with Repetto and Hurst up top. Are we going to see that again? Are we any changes that should happen in the lineup, in your opinion? I, I want to table one thing. I want to see Richmond on to, at least on the bench. I think they need to be creative and get something else off yeah. of it. I think Richmond's going to bring you something different mm -hmm. because what's not working for Rising is winning the you know in the air, which is what Repetto brings you. No. Clearly, Loyal just beat them in the air today. Um, Hurst is a little different than Repetto, obviously. He's the more complete striker and can give you something different. But if he's not working the game, you need some someone casey, someone who can bring, you know, energy to the squad. And that's Richmond yeah. Antwi. And he's not even been up for selection. So I, I at least I want to table to see him at least off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. In the role. You know what I'm gonna say there? Mm -hmm. I think Claudio Repetto, I may have sounded harsh about him on Thursday. We were talking about why do you have a target nine if you're not gonna be crossing it in for him to try and head the ball <laughs> i don't put that on him i think the crossing has been poor and again that still sets you up in a position whereby he's kind of redundant at times right but the crossing just where, where what, what are they doing you know that's two games in a row it's just yeah. felt like a lot of the area the balls into the box yeah in the air just you know, then they're not doing much. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember. Maybe Marcus even attempting one today. He kind of let that for Babu, trying to get into the box a little bit. Yeah, so definitely some concern there. Uh, yeah, man. I'm. I'm still kind of trying to process it, man, because I, I felt the momentum shifting with those two goals, and I thought, you know what, Rising might sneak away with the win. Not a not the greatest win, but you well, know, even the, a draw, right? Yeah, when you're two 0 exactly. down, a point feels like it's something. Instead. They've come away with nothing, and now it feels like there's pressure going into next week. Yeah. Okay? You know, we we all wanted to be in a position where you could say, you know what, point away to San Antonio. Yeah, 
I can live with that. I don't know if you are anymore. You can't three three points in four matches. You you can't take that, especially because now you you were gonna go and take be willing to take a point in that match. You have a mid a midweek match, which you know I think all the focus at least to win that match and move on in the in, in the cup. So it just made life so much more complicated for Rising in a situation yeah. where games where they at least should have gotten something more out of it. Mm-hmm. Now they're stuck in a hole where things are gonna get tougher. Yeah. What are they gonna do? <laughs> but would you, I think you would rather face these circumstances now than towards the end of the year. You know, I think this just gives you room to, to improve, to be able to you know trend upward instead of just kind of coasting. Uh, it does. I, I think because, a little bit of a silver lining. <laughs> yeah, simply because the playoffs become about who goes in in the right form. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going in bad form, the worry is that's where it all goes downhill. Look, you don't want to go for this at any time. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be losing these games at any time, especially to a team like San Diego that people will tell you could well be up there come the end of the season. Okay? That's three points lost to them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've gained the three. Rising's dropped the three. Yeah. No, I, I like I'm saying, like I, I think I'd rather see these losses now than towards the end of the year. And I, and I think the players, like you're saying, they're hungry. They know this isn't the way they play. You know, this isn't the way they present themselves. So I, I hopefully with that San Antonio game, they're able to rectify things. So with San Antonio, two wins uh, in two games so far. They play tomorrow, if I'm correct, on Sunday. Uh, and so they might be seeing an undefeated team when they travel to San Antonio next week. So uh, definitely something to, to take uh, to look forward to there. Uh, and we do have to talk about DraftKings. We already did a little bit with the, with the king of the game. So just to let you guys know, uh, if you guys haven't been watching college basketball, this is a, fine, the, the, a great time to start. The Final Four is coming up uh, this coming up week. And you can join the action on the court with the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can turn your team's victory into your own win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, y'all. So, yeah, any uh, any other thoughts when it comes to to tonight's loss? Uh, just got to hope this motivates them. You know, yeah. I think we there's a lot of flaws to be fixed, and... This is hopefully the wake-up call. Hopefully it's not, you know, losing the Open Cup. Hopefully it's not losing the San Antonio game. you got to hope it's back-to-back losses with one of them being at your own home. You know, there's things to be said about the back line. There's things to set up, be said about the front three. You know, Santi, who's been that very consistent guy, not, not too harsh on him so much to be yeah. a player, but we're still waiting on him. Marcus Epps, you know, hopefully San Antonio game, that's his, that's his fire-up game. That's the one that can get him get him to that level that he needs to be yeah well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna say this down the camera okay i'm talking to the players now okay boys the word today was that first half was not phoenix rising but it's come off the back of a poor performance in vegas 
just know that if this becomes Phoenix Rising, um, this isn't a city that's forgiving. This isn't a club that's forgiving. Like, we know they care. We know the boys care. We know you care. But ultimately, you've got to channel that into these performances because today, that first half, it just didn't feel it. Yeah. No, and, and I think it's I think it's new to a lot of fans here because they expect, you know, success. They expect results. They've been fed on it for so many years now, yeah. Yeah, yeah and at first half, I think, yeah, I think uh, all of us, because we're on the, on the rising side of the pitch for that first half, and I think everyone was just kind of stunned, you know, because of the lack of play, how easy San Diego was able to get to uh, to the other half for uh, on their attacking third. So a lot of questions, a lot of questions, yeah. You know what, do you want to play a fun game? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't like three what no game, one says Three that. games into the season. Do you want me to read the list of teams in the West with more points than Phoenix Rising? I don't oh, think that's a fun a game. List. Colorado Springs, San Diego Loyal, New Mexico, San Antonio, Las Vegas Lights, Orange County... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's currently in seventh. And it could easily slip because they have harder games to go. Well, Sacramento are playing tomorrow against yeah. Tulsa, I believe. Tulsa? So yeah. if they win that game, they overtake. Yeah, in fact, they draw, they overtake Rising. Yeah. I know it's early. It feels a bit silly looking at the yeah. table. But it's just, you know, it's hard looking at the team in seventh because you know this team historically is not there. But for me, I think... It'd be a different issue if we're talking about rising a team that was losing games, but looking good on the pitch. There's just things to, yeah, just little things. No, to yeah, yeah. It's just there's deeper issues to the losses. Yeah. Because even even in the win, there was flaws, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's my issue with this rising team is we're fed that it's a better team than last year. And yes, they still need to gel because they have new players, but the product has not been there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of the situation. Sorry to bring this to elsewhere, but in the Mexico situation. I gotta go there. Tata, I mean, the reason why he gets the shout of Fuera Tata and all that is because the product's yeah. not good, even and when they're winning or, or losing. Yeah, even if when they get the win, we're all like, well, they didn't really play that well. So I, I completely understand. So, and I think Edwin's right. You know, if, if they would have played better against Vegas, if they would have played better tonight and and lost, maybe three to two doesn't tell a lot of the story because it, it makes it seem like Rising was there the entire time, but it was only those 10 minutes. Well, that first half, right, when they went in at the break, and I tweeted that I didn't see them coming back from a two-goal deficit. That's weird to tweet about a Phoenix Rising team, okay? Because we've seen them come back time and time again, and they ultimately did. It's just they then conceded after. But the whole reason for that was because outside of there was one chance where I believe it was Arturo found Hurst, and then Hurst puts it just past the post, and I know it was only just because I was right behind that that post. It was close, Yeah. yeah. Now, if they'd have had a few more of those... You'd have looked at it and said, well, they're creating things. They just got to wait for it to just click. But they weren't. weren't. It's like, I I don't even know what to point to from that first half to improve it. Because I, I, you know, the list is too long. There was no one thing that would have made that half better. Yeah. I mean, maybe her scoring that one could have turned the tide a little bit. Made you feel a bit better, but (laughs) the performance as a whole would have still been poor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think San Diego just came out strong too. But again, that's another question that you said earlier. You have a midweek game. They come out with more energy. They come out more motivated to get the result tonight. What does that say about Rising and how they were prepared this week? Because we heard all the stuff from Babu and all the other players, how they were planning on coming back strong. This doesn't happen here at Rising first 45 you see the same thing you saw in last week in las vegas and it's yeah. it just makes you question is this more of a rick thing now not preparing the players or is it on the players and who's on the pitch to start the game and not setting that tempo 
when the when the whistle starts. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on before you go on. You gotta shout out Tyler with the five dollars. Oh, yo, is that her first ever? Your first ever. First ever super chat. Making history. See, Tyler, thank you so much. Today. Here's to us winning in San Antonio. Tyler, thank you so much. You thank know what? Let, let's talk about that one a little bit again yeah. now. I think the problem is we're hearing the right things. We know that they're talking about the right things. But do it. Now we got to see it done. And it, again, if they go to San Antonio and they put up a really good fight and they come out and they were a draw, or even, look, we're not going to be happy if they lose, but even if they come out with a loss, but they've genuinely fought there. They're playing a good team in San Antonio. I think we can take positives, but we've got to see that anger. We've got to see that frustration. We've got to see it on the pitch because that's not what we saw in this first half no, here today. Not at all. Yeah. It, just ugly. Yeah, no, as, as you mentioned, that's the that's the issue, I think, for the fans, and I think the issue for us is that we would be accepting of, you know, points like you mentioned. We're in San Antonio. You play hard, you're going to take the point. But that's not enough anymore. I think for them – you got to come out with the win in San Antonio, and it's and it starts with looking better than they have. Yeah. Um, like like Ramon kind of alluded to, teams have figured out some of your weaknesses. You got to battle back because things are going to get harder. Teams are going to figure out more. Yeah. People have realized Arturo. Every time he touches the ball, there's two or three guys around mm -hmm. him. People are realizing Farrell. We can physically match him. So you got to come out and just prove that hey, this this is still Phoenix Rising. This is a team that will put up goals. This is a team. Midfield, we're, we will win the battle. Defensively, we're not the strongest, but we're not letting up goals like we did today, you know, or like in the lights game. So I think that's going to be the big thing. So if they keep playing like this, they're not winning the cup. No. Let's just be clear on that. Mm -hmm. So things do have to change. Um, and it's, it's going to be some deep thinking. Because again, I know I said this earlier, the, we had our first fix it or get out today is it premature maybe a little yeah yeah um will it still be premature if we see another poor performance next week maybe yeah but there's only so long that it's premature for and the problem is is that that negativity will keep coming um and the boys aren't oblivious to the outside world they see it yeah um it look it, let me let me tell you another problem, Owen. Phoenix Rising Nation realized the power of the super chat. I'm gonna blame Tyler for that one because then now we're gonna get yeah, Phoenix Rising Nation with the one dollar, and we're uh, we're obligated to say it. He says simply. <laughs> so please shout that out. We're ass. <laughs> that's simply. What did what he, he say? Please. He please. said we're ass. <laughs> that's it. That's how he said. The best off performance was yeah. I'm not gonna argue <laughs> with that. It was bad. Yeah. No. Another thing I want to point out again. Since the preseason, no clean sheets. I've said, I said that last week. I said that the week before. There's something wrong in the back line. I can't I'm, – I'm not even sure I can blame Ben Lunt for any of the goals this week. I don't know. I just – there's a lot of questions. Um, another $2. Okay. I think we've got a lot of – we've got a lot of questions. Seriously. Um, and, okay, Peyton's got something here um, saying, if our back line is as vulnerable as it is, do we see someone like Lalo and Goal who can – come off his line quicker in a tight situation and be a bit more mobile? That's a good question. Um, the thing is, I don't think that any of those goals were really Ben Lund's fault. I don't think anywhere. That's, that's not an issue. And yeah. the, problem, the problem is, actually, if we're going to get into this about coming off of the line and all of that, for some of these goals, the problem has been the numbers. The numbers of opposition players. And so, people can come out. What they're going to do, they're going to round him. 
Like, yeah. Eh, yeah. just knock it to the other player around the corner. Great. Yeah. Goal. Yeah, I don't um, think necessarily, I think putting Lalo in goal will fix the problem. And like you're saying, Blunt isn't the problem. I think it's the fact that maybe there's a need for a center back to be brought in. I don't know. Well, there was someone new sitting with the players. I know I mentioned before a big tall. Blonde you mentioned it. You mentioned he it. He was there again today, sitting with the players who weren't playing. So, rising fans, your wishes might be answered on that one. Um, it's play season, baby. That's what it <laughs> yeah. is. It's play season. Yeah, Lubin was here. Corey. Lubin was here. Yeah, I got to say here. hi to Lubin. Yeah. yeah, it was good to see Lubin again. Um, uh, Abner, D backs are better than the rising. We got, we got to talk to Derek about that one. We'll see. We'll see if that. Uh, if I keep paying money, will you tell the team to be better, please? <laughs> yeah, we'll tell him. We'll tell him. Just I keep... feel like we've been telling him that anyway. But yeah. I mean, if you want to send us money, send us money. I mean, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think that kind of wraps it up for us here at Wild Horse Pass. The, the rising music is blaring still over here. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it. There, there's improvements. I, I think those two goals will kind of light a bit of a spark under them heading into San Antonio. I think that's going to be a really tough game. And, you know, are you planning on going to San Antonio? We'll see. Maybe. We'll so, see. Okay. We'll see. Probably. But, yes. but yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Hopefully that they're able to get the results over there, especially yeah. with that week coming up with the U.S. Open Cup. So. And I'll, I'll say this now. San Antonio is a no excuses game. Well, they're a good team. Yeah. I don't want to hear excuses coming out of that one. Rising beat San Antonio. Does this clear everything that's happened prior to to that San Antonio game? No one ninety minutes clears stuff out. Um. Make it a pattern, and yes. Yeah. Edwin, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. It's, it, it's tough. Uh, I, for me, I think Rising has to come out with three points. No excuses, as, as uh, Owen says. We can't be saying it's gelling. We can't say it's referee. I think, for me, the positive will be if it's a product of where we see an attacking three that's finally clicking. A chemistry that we can see that's finally hitting that mm-hmm. mark, and a just a not overexposed team in the defense. I think that defense is the biggest question mark, and yeah. I just want to see a game where it doesn't have to be a shutout because I think that's going to come with time. Yeah, I think I just want to see a defense that always in the back foot and always in a bad position when it comes to a lot of transitional defense. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, you know, yeah. so, so I guess just to, to favor on what I was saying there, look. Do I think we can take positives if they get a win? Yes. I just don't think that you can draw a line under the negatives that we've seen here mm-hmm. until we see them consistently Consistency. not yeah. doing those things. Yeah, exactly. All right, y'all. Well, Owen, I appreciate your thoughts. Edwin, as always, El Jefe doing the, the work behind the scenes. And we appreciate everybody that's tuning in. I think we had around 20-something people today. So Yeah, welcome to the uh, Phoenix Rising venting half hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safe space. You guys can come over here and vent. Uh, shout out to Corey Payton, uh, PHX Rising Nation. Thank you so much for being active in the chat. We will be back on Tuesday uh, to dissect this game a little bit more. Like I said, we weren't able to get the statistics here on ESPN and uh, on the USL site. Uh, the USL website was a bit glitchy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There was something going on today. Ooh, weird stuff. Uh, weird stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. like the first half performance. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we'll dissect the game more on Tuesday and look forward towards that San Antonio game and give you some updates for him at uh, the press conference on Tuesday. Uh, and again, thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed as well to the channel, please do. Twitter, I think, I don't know how many we have. I don't know if you can look it up. It's uh, creeping up. It's, it's creeping, creeping up. up. We're almost to 500. PHNX underscore underscore rising. Oh, 
Double, yeah, double, double, <laughs> you can't be there. Uh, it's uh, how many underscores? Double, double the underscore. Double underscore. Double the fun. That's my double the venting tonight. I there think. you go. But there you go. Normally fun. Normally fun. Normally, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back on Tuesday. Until then, have a great night.